This is the HIV Diaries Podcast. A production of Bruiser TV, LLC. So you're taking my f***ing daughter away from me is what you're f***ing doing now? Not, but she doesn't need to be around this. Be around what? You're f***ing leaving, so there ain't gonna be a this. You're the one being f***ing irrational and being a f***ing asshole. You coming? She just said no. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Dr. J. Thomas. This is the HIV Diaries podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Podbean, Facebook, facebook.com backslash HIV Diaries. We are also now available on Stitcher and as of a couple days ago, iHeartRadio. Last week's show, Judgment Day was the name of the show. And, you know, the thing was, was that when we started that show, we knew it was powerful. We knew it was, we knew it was a story that needed to be told. But I'm going to be very upfront with you. We were not anticipating the response we got in the manner that we got. We were anticipating maybe a few hundred we weren't anticipating over 40,000. 40,000 of you tuned into that show. That is an all-time record for this podcast. And that's amazing. And so many people contacted Alyssa directly to reach out, give their support, and tell their story. And it's uh, something that I really believe we need to, d- to discuss more. Because domestic violence is such a problem. Especially in this area, Lucas County, you know, during quarantine, police calls were up across the board and everything that they normally had to experience when they would just be home for a few hours a day, they now had to experience 24 hours a day. Can you imagine having to be stuck inside of an enclosed space with something like that? And that audio that you heard last week at the beginning of the show, you remember that guy that Alyssa was talking about? That's him screaming at the top of his lungs. Little side note, that audio that you heard was pulled from a video where his other children were present right there in front of them. Sick, isn't it? But I'd like to read to you some of these responses we got, and I'm going to respond to them as well. By the way, before we go any further with this, I just want to give a special shout out to 13ABC here in Toledo, who has decided to join us for this particular show. And I just cannot thank them enough for coming out and and checking us out. And they're not number one for nothing. And that noise you just heard was their reporter's phone going off. (laughs) That's okay. It's okay. Hey, you know, believe me, I get it. I understand. It's fine. Okay. But getting back to the show here, uh, getting back on the serious level, I do want to read you some of these responses because they're powerful. Okay. Um, Right out of the box, let's go to Rachel from Lima. She says, definitely listen to this. And it made me so sad, but so happy for you and her. You've both gone through so much, and now you've each finally found each other. I think you should consider finding more people to interview because this has by far been my favorite. And Rachel, to respond to your question, yes, I am going to find more people. And we are going to continue to press this issue because more of these stories need to be told and more people need to hear 
the damage that this really does to people and the effect it has because it doesn't just affect the initial person that's getting abused it affects everybody else around them she also adds i kept wondering through the whole thing how you were able to hold yourself together while talking to someone you care about so much it had to be difficult it was um a couple times i actually had uh i i personally had to stop i almost lost my composure and it was it wasn't fun at all it was not fun of course hearing stories like that is not and i'll tell you though there's a certain level of compassion that you get you i guess acquire when you go through something like that yourself and you really understand that when you hear these stories and after you've been through it in your own life you really get the whole picture if you go to facebook.com backslash hiv diaries go into the archives there's a program we did called the last straw and it was done during quarantine and i described uh bits and pieces of what i went through the day where everything finally came to a head with my ex-wife and i in regards to the abuse that she was putting me through but there's also a companion piece right the companion piece that's on the facebook page you will see that video and you'll see what happened to me and you'll see me get punched and kicked and everything it's tough to talk about it's tough to discuss but i i lived through it and i came out of it and it did a lot of uh it 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 really messed with me mentally um and i had to go into counseling because of it and to a certain degree it still bothers me you know i hear the phone ring a certain way i hear someone walk past my front door a certain way because i live in an apartment building it's it's tough because it does mess with you quite a bit and so when i came out of it i had a whole new respect for anybody that did live through it and so every now and again i'll hear somebody say hey you know why didn't you just leave do you know how difficult it is to leave a relationship that you're in that you know abuse is going on in and the fear that you experience and feel like just across the board do you know what that feels like until you do don't ever say to an abuse victim ever why didn't you just leave you don't know what it is like to live your life in fear of another individual that you share a home with until you have lived through it yourself and then and only then will you understand the comments continue Misha from Toledo writes, I'm so sorry you had to go through this. It's one of the worst things to endure. I regret to this day for not pressing charges against the person that hurt me. My prayers to you and your baby. But Xavier, otherwise known as Toral Robinson, writes, The world needs to hear more of these stories. Lost my mom to domestic violence as a little boy. And it's true. And I would now like to read you her story. Arletha Brown age 32, September 24th, 1999. A mother of 10 children who lived, worked, and sang in the church choir in Toledo, Ohio. Arletha had recently broken up with her boyfriend, Scott Robinson. Witnesses saw Robinson ride up on a bicycle 
enter Arletha's sister's home and shoot her multiple times. Arletha was staying with her sister for extra security from Robinson. Robinson was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 28 years. Arletha had ended the 13-year relationship with Robinson six weeks prior to her death and was seeking help and support from a local domestic violence program. So to anybody who says that I don't understand why you didn't just leave, story of Arletha Brown. It's sad. She's a victim who didn't need to suffer. Since we are talking about responses to the show, I was asked by someone privately a couple days after Judgment Day went online about a specific portion of the show, and I would like to address this real quick while I've got a second. Uh, They talked about how I had made mention about a public record that this gentleman had and i was asked where it was basically was the question i was asked privately and i thought about it because i um so this is where i I get a little torn and i'm going to tell you why i don't want to give the guy's name however it is a public record and it's there for everyone to see if they so choose so I'm not going to give the gentleman's name. However, what I am going to do is tell you where you can find it. Okay. And it's actually relatively easy to find. This is one of the easier court websites I've ever seen to be able to navigate. And I'm serious. And props to whoever put this website together. It's very, very easy to navigate. You'll be able to find it out of the Fremont, Ohio Municipal Court website at fremontmunicipalcourt.org. When you pull it up, you will go to, uh, it's going to be towards the left side, not full left, but I'm looking at this on a desktop, so it's it may look different on a mobile device or a cell phone if you choose to look it up there, but you're going to want to go to a section there called record search. And the case number is as follows, because this is a criminal case. CRB 140-0552. Once again, CRB 140-0552. And you'll type that in for the case number. And you should be able to find it from there. Now, I'm just going to read you a few things from here. Just so that way, in the event you look it up, you'll be able to know that this is indeed the case. Defendant in court with counsel for TTC. Defendant pleas, enters plea of guilty to 2919.25. Defendant to be assessed at no bars for anger issues. This man has documented anger issues, and he was allowed to continue to get away with this. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Assessment completed with no further recommendation. State amends. He had their charge reduced, but it still counts, of course. From 2919.25, domestic menacing and M4, which I believe is a felony, if I recall, to 2917.11 disorderly minor misdemeanor. 
So he knew what he did was wrong and didn't care and had it reduced. Isn't this crazy? I'm going to get kind of emotional for a second and I'm, I'm, uh, when the physical abuse ends, if it ends, if you're one of the lucky ones that are able to get out of a relationship and I'm shaking when I say this because everything that happened to me is coming back. Um, it stays with you. It never ends. It may get easier over time to deal with, but the emotional, mental, psychological effects, and to a certain degree, the physical effects still stay with you. Well, how's that possible if the physical effects stay after it's done? Well, let me tell you, ever hear of anxiety? Ever hear of the damage (laughs) that it can do to someone's nervous system? Nervous system runs through the whole body. Guess what happens? It affects your hands. It affects your feet. It affects your body. It affects your movement. It can affect muscle. It can affect brain activity. It can affect your overall body. It was incredibly difficult for me to sit through that interview. Um, Because I know the little girl that she speaks about. And I've spent a lot of time with that little girl. A lot of time. And she is the sweetest, kindest, almost two-year-old who thinks she's going on 20, by the way, that I've ever met in my life. That little girl is an absolute angel. And, you know, the audio you hear in those recordings that were played last week, that is her screaming at the top of her lungs and crying because of what that man was doing to her and putting her through. But I think after hearing last week's show, if you walk away from that thinking that that woman deserved what happened to her, if you walk away from that thinking that child deserved what that man put her through, then you, my friend, are a very sick individual. Is that fair to that little girl? No, it's not. I have an acquaintance of mine who will never see his mother again because the abusive boyfriend that she broke up with walked in and shot her multiple times. Something else I want to discuss that was in that show. There's a statute that exists in all 50 states. um, And it has to do with um, sexual acts that are forced. And in that podcast where we interviewed Alyssa, she describes in very graphic detail about how he used to beat her to make her have sex with him. I don't care how you word it. I don't care how you justify it. I don't care what state you go into. It's clearly defined. Any sexual act that is forced onto another individual is rape. This man raped that woman 
and I'm not trying to get graphic here, but trust me when I say this is not something she enjoys. It's not. When you're in a relationship with somebody who has been a victim of rape, and you're in an intimate relationship with an individual who has been a victim of rape, it's not an easy thing. And this is, an, <laughs> this is a touchy subject, and I'm speaking from experience here because I was taken advantage of at one point in my life too, and that's how I believe I contracted HIV. I was taken advantage of by a man. She was taken advantage of by the father of her young daughter with her daughter in the other room. That's sick. This kind of behavior has to stop. Is it possible if there's no physical evidence in a quote rape case for a person to be charged in the state of Ohio? I, I, don't, I don't know this law. If someone could email me this or post it to the HIV Diaries Facebook page at facebook.com backslash HIV Diaries, I would really appreciate it because this man needs to go to prison for what he did. This is sick. This man needs to be charged. It is with that. <laughs> Let me take a sip of coffee. It is with that that I announce Alyssa will be coming back to the show. And in part two, we're going to discuss the abuse that she witnessed to the children involved. That will be coming very soon right here on the HIV Diaries. We want to thank all of you for listening. And we know that this was a tough show for everyone to sit through Judgment Day. We also know that this one was difficult as well. Um, domestic violence needs to come to an end. It really, truly does. And it's something that we really need to focus more on. It's, um, it's degrading, it's demeaning, it's demoralizing, and it's downright sick. SpiritLifeMedia at Yahoo.com Facebook.com backslash HIV Diaries You may find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Podbean, Facebook, Stitcher, and yes, we are now on iHeartRadio. We are international. My name is Dr. Jay Thomas. This is the HIV Diaries Podcast, and thank you all so much for listening. Take care, and God bless.